Father, that you speak to each and every one of us, God, that, Lord, yes, Lord, every one of us who have come into this place, God, Lord, we have come in here, Lord Jesus, because you have, Lord, made an appointment to meet each and every one of us. Father, we want to pray that even as we have come here, that none of us, Lord, will, Lord, return back empty, Lord, but, Lord, you will fill us, Lord, and, Lord, fulfill, Lord Jesus, yes, Lord, your plans and purpose, Lord, that you have for each and every one of us, God. Today, we just want to commit this time into your hands, God, that you speak into our hearts, into our minds, Lord. Lord give us, Lord, understanding that we may understand your word, that we will know your word, God, that, Lord, that faith will arise within us, God, to stand, and, Lord, to take the step of faith, God. And, Father, we just want to pray that you move us, God. We come against every spirit of destruction right now in the name of Jesus. We command it to be to flee right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Every slip and slumber that comes to grip the people right now, we pray, Lord, that we will be set free, Lord. Every sickness and pain and infirmity that's holding on, be removed in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, the people, Lord. Yes, Lord, everyone who are here, Lord, will be attentive, Lord, because you are going to move in a mighty way, God. Father, we just want to thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. We are living in a very challenging times these days, and we know that many things are happening around us, and we know that the things that are happening sometimes has an effect on what we do, our work, and even our, it also affects our security, our safety in a way, and some of the things that we are doing, and uh, we need to know, this world has come to a point with the, the advancement of technology, with the advancement of all the things. We have come to a point where God is being removed from their life. And many are living life saying that there is no God, but we have to help ourselves. And we have to do things on our own. But today I want to encourage every one of us to, to come to a point to realize that God is alive. Jesus is alive. That we must come to a point to realize that no matter what is happening around us, no matter what we need to do and all the plans that we have, but there is a God that loves each and every one of us. There is a God that died for us. Jesus Christ is His name. Hallelujah. That in His name, even as the preaching is done in His name, there's healing and deliverance that will take place. And even as you... You call upon the name of Jesus, your life will be transformed and changed. It doesn't matter what other things people may say, but it is an experience that you need to have and an encounter with God that make, will make a difference in our life. Hallelujah! You know, we, we may want to, to hold on to things that we have around us. We want to, to hold on to these things, but if you continue to hold on to the things around us, we will lose it. But if you begin to hold on to God, and his words, you will never lose sight of the things that God has given you. He will always be there for you. Hallelujah. Because the treasures that you, you may uh, want to keep in this world, will, you may lose it. But if you keep that treasure in heaven, where God is, it will always be kept there for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, we're going to look into a passage from the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. 37, Isaiah chapter 37, the reading is from verse 8 up to verse 20. Isaiah chapter 37, reading from verse 8 up to verse 20. Meanwhile, 
the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that King Tiraka from Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This message is for the king of Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well that kings of Assyria have done wherever they have, what they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Such nations as Gozan, Haran, Rezeb, and the people of Eden who were in Tel Azar. My predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamad or the king of Apat? What happened to the king of Shepavim, Hena, and Eva? After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. The Lord of heaven's army, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to the Sennacherib's word of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that king of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of this nation into fire and burnt them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Amen. Going back to the history, this is about, it took place about 2006 to 2700 years ago. When there was a, a time when different nations were trying to, to exert their powers over another nation, and then eventually there was many empires that came up, and this is one of the empires that was at that existence at that time, and they were coming against Jerusalem, against the people of God. And the people that was that time, they were, they were depending on the, on the things that God will do for them. And at that time, they also, the other nations were also having a lot of their own gods, and they were fighting, and it's all about, it's like a, the battle of the gods at that time. And then they will come to a point to say whose god is stronger, that, uh, that nation will win, and the, the god who's weaker, that nation will lose. And that's how they've been going through life and the wars and all this time during that time. And they came against the nation of Israel. They came against the King Hezekiah as the, as the king of Jerusalem at that time. And in, even if you were to go back and read was, uh, chapter 36, chapter 37, you will begin to see how there was a uh, word that was being spoken by a commander or uh, by a governor, sort of a governor who came and began to, to bring insult to God, to blaspheme the name of God, to speak against him and say there is no other God that has saved the, 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 the our nation from the king of Assyria. There was no other God that was able to save any one of them. We have won. Our empire is spreading. It is going widespread to all the places. You are not going to stand. You will fall. And this was the words that was spoken. Today, we hear a lot of threats. Today we hear a lot of people coming and say, this is what is going to happen, this is what is going to happen. And when we begin to listen to this uh, news, we begin to see and we begin to 
to a certain extent, fear comes and says, what is going to happen tomorrow? What is going to happen this coming week? Because a lot of things have been spread. A lot of things have been mentioned. What is going to happen? But in all this, there's one important thing that King Hezekiah did, which I believe is a turning point for this whole story. There was war, and there was an uh, enemy that was coming, and they were winning all the time. They were always defeating everyone around them. But there was something that King Hezekiah did, and that is in verse 14 of chapter 37. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. There was something that King Hezekiah did which made a difference. And that is, he brought the complaint, the letter, the threat before the presence of God and laid it at his feet, laid it in his temple and says, Lord, this is the threat that we have received. When we talk about a person who's living, we talk about a person who's able to, to move, who's able to hear, who's able to see, who's able to give advice, sound advice. We are talking about a person who's alive. But a person who's dead cannot do any of these things. But Hezekiah understood and knew the God that he was serving is a God that is alive. And that's why he began to say, all the other gods may have lost. Because they were all man-made. But Lord, verse 20 says, But Lord, O Lord our God, save us from this hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord, you alone. What are some of the things that was being mentioned by this person? In chapter 36, when we read from verse 18 up to verse 20. Can I have that, Rita? Chapter 36, reading from verse 18 up to verse 20. Do not let Ezekiel mislead you when he says, The Lord will deliver us, as the God of any nation ever delivered his land from the end of the king of Assyria. Where are the gods of Hamad and Harpat? Where are the gods of Sharaphim? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all gods of these countries has been able to save this land from me? Yes. How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? And another passage in uh, chapter 37, reading from verse 10 up to verse 13. Same things. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well that the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them, such nations as Gozan, Haran, and Rezeb, and all the people of Eden who were in Tel Asar? My predecessors destroyed all. What happened to the king of Hamad or the king of Apad? What happened to the king of Sepavim, Hena, and Eva? There's a lot of uh, Old Testament names there. But in all this, the complaint or the threat was this. Nobody was able to deliver their nation or their land from the king of Assyria. We are very powerful. We are able to destroy. We are able to do all these things. And you cannot do anything about it. 
And that's the voice that was being spoken. That was the voice that we, the, the people began to hear. You cannot do anything about it. So it is just futile to trust in your God. Don't ever listen to the king when he says trust in God because the God will not save you. All the other gods will not able to save their nation. Your God will not save your nation. Please surrender and become a vessel city. Become our slave and we will let you go. And that's what he wanted to do. But Ezekiel did a very important thing and that is he brought the letter into the presence of God and says, Lord, this is the threat that we have received. Today, because of the technology advancement, we have what we call the WhatsApp. And in the WhatsApp, we have a lot of messages coming, non-stop, day and night, night and day. From everywhere, every news is coming. And some of it is also false news. There's also a lot of false news, some rumors, just to incite and cause some problems. But I want to tell you, whatever the threat may be, whatever people may say, but you need to come to a point to realize there is a God that is much greater than what people can ever say. Hallelujah! The situation that we are facing today is like a situation that King Hezekiah and this nation, the Jewish people, were facing at a time. It was a situation of threat. It was a situation where they say, you cannot, say, you cannot be saved. Your God will not save you. But today you need to come to a point to realize it does not matter what man may say because they can only speak in what they can understand and what they can see with their human eyes. Because there is a God that cannot be seen, but He is moving in a mighty way. Hallelujah! And that is the God that we serve. That is the God that we have. And He is the God that says, do not be afraid. I am with you. Hallelujah. I will uphold you with a righteous right hand. This is a God that moves and he speaks. And one of the most important things that Hezekiah did was he brought it into the presence of God and he prayed about it. And what was the response? In verse 21 and verse 22 of that chapter 37, I'll read that. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. You can continue reading as you take it down when you're at home. But here, in verse 21, it says a very important thing. This is what God says. Because you have prayed to me. Many a times when we, we, we get a threat or when an issue comes up, we decide to do something about it in our ways. We have our ways of doing things. Maybe we go and consult someone. Maybe you go and meet someone. Maybe we come to a point to say, oh, this person is a person who holds this title. So he's, when he speaks, there is a, a bit weight in his uh, speech. But I want to tell you that in all the type of people that you may know, one day they can just say, I cannot help you. I want to just wash my hands. I cannot help you because this is beyond my control. But there's one person that will always hear your voice, will always listen to you, and will always answer and say, because you have prayed to me, I will act. And that is our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is alive and He will answer your prayers. You may not hear audible voices, but you will begin to see things happening around you. Hallelujah. There is many things that's happening that humans cannot control. There's many things that people, uh, people of authorities cannot control. Why? Because they are just mere humans. 
They may have authorities, they may have the powers that was invested or given to them because of certain laws and all they have in the land. But above all, there is one God that is above all. Hallelujah! Natural disasters, no matter how much you prepare yourself, no matter how much you can put yourself and uh, whatever you may do, when it comes, it comes. But today, there is a God that says, because you have prayed. Because you have prayed, you brought that prayer, because you have brought that issue, because you have brought that threat, because you have brought that, that the problem that you have to me, I will act. When God says, I will act, I tell you one thing. When he begins to act, when he begins to do his work, nobody can stand against him. Hallelujah! And that is the God that we serve. And that should be what we call an encouragement that comes into our hearts. Many a times we come to a point to say, who will help us? Who will help us? Who will help us? But I want to tell you, there is a God that will help you. And He is here. He is linked to your prayers. But He wants you to just call out His name and say, Lord, this is what I need and this is what I'm facing. And He says, because you have prayed, I will do this for you. Hallelujah. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? I look up at the hills and look up the mountains. It's all surrounding me. It's like I cannot do anything. I cannot see what is on the other side. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord God Almighty who is the creator of the hills of the mountains. It doesn't matter what other situation that we are facing. There is a God that will make a difference. Hallelujah. The question that I want to pose to you today is, does prayer win battles? Does prayer win battles? Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what people will say. People will say, we have to take up arms, we have to do this, we have to do that. But I want to tell you, the greatest weapon that God has given us is the weapon of prayer in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. When God says that He wants to move and we come on our knees, many times when we, we are on our knees, people say, you're begging. People want you to when a when, when superior person comes before you, he wants to see you on your knees. Sometimes he wants to see you flat down on the ground and says, I'm superior, you're inferior. But God is not talking about that. But God is saying that you are surrendering to the prayer, uh, hands of God. You're surrendering to the work of God and God will begin to move in a mighty way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you have prayed, because you have prayed concerning this issue, I will act. And eventually as you begin to to, to uh, see what happens towards the end of the chapter, you can see the angel of the Lord was sent forth and in the army that was uh, all gathered them to, to destroy Jerusalem, 185,000 were slain in one day, in one night, that is, by the angel of the Lord. There is nothing impossible for the Lord. With man, things are, there is poss uh, impossibilities. With man, there may be things we say, we cannot do this, we cannot do that. But with God, there is no impossibilities. All things are possible. And that is why we need to come to a point to realize there is a God that is in control. So don't let fear come and encompass, encompass us and don't let fear come and control our life. Let God's word take control of our life and let God's word give us that courage and freedom that we need. King Hezekiah was one person one man that prayed for the nation. And God heard his prayer and God brought about a great difference. Today we have a lot of groups that's coming together to pray. 
A lot of groups, uh, intercessors are coming to pray. Even today morning, Pastor Jonathan was speaking about his, his experience of uh, some churches or some people that he has, uh, some pastors and he's uh, getting along with, who are also uh, encouraging and saying, let's take time to pray. Let's take time to pray. Last month, in the, on, we, on one of the Saturdays, 22nd of August, we had a prayer, a prayer gathering here. And quite a number of churches begin to attend. We had it last year, but last year the attendance was not as good as what happened this year. Many are coming together to pray. Many want to pray. There's many prayer, prayer networks, prayer groups are coming together. They even started off what we call the, uh, God's intercessors, uh, prayer, uh, WhatsApp group, and all these things to do, uh, uh, give in all the information to pray for. Why are they all doing this? Because we have come to a point to realize we cannot do anything but it is prayer that will win battles. Hallelujah. 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 There is hope in the midst of threatening situations. There is hope that God wants to give us that no matter what happens, we need to come to our, a point to realize that we need to surrender to God and it is when we surrender to God, God will begin to move. Hallelujah. Why are we in this situation? It is because there was a time when we said we can do it by our strength. We can do it our way. I said this, there was a person who says, I did it my way. He sang a very famous song, I did it my way. But that person is not alive anymore. But there's one person who says, do it my way, and he's still alive. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So King Hezekiah was one man who got connected to God. He got himself connected to God and said, Lord, this is a threat. I can... I can issue an order to my army to go and fight. I can do this, I can do that, but I do not want to do any of these things. But Lord, I want to get connected to you. And when he got himself connected to God, God says, because you have prayed. Because you got yourself right before me and you took time to pray, I will act and I will protect my people and I will do that work. Why? Because the words that were spoken was not just spoken against King Hezekiah or Jerusalem. It was spoken against him saying, where, can, where is your God? What can he do for you? He will not save you. God says, because he has come against me, because they are blaspheming my name, I will show that I am the God of the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah! So, King Zechariah got connected to God. And this is a very important thing that he did. He got connected to God. The second thing that we need to also do to have hope in the midst of this uh, threatening situation is we need to get right with God. In 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, after King Solomon has dedicated the temple, 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, this was the words that God spoke to him. Chapter 7, reading from verse 12 up to verse 16. 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, reading from verse 12 up to verse 16. The Lord appeared to him at night and said, I've heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. 
Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers of heard in this place. Prayers offered in this place. I've chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name will be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. And so this is the answer that God gave upon when Solomon has prayed and dedicated the temple. The Lord appeared and verse 12 says, I have heard your prayer. I have heard your prayer was the response that God gave to Solomon because a prayer was done. God hears prayers. Prayer wins battles. God is getting connected to man through prayer. And when we get connected to God in prayer and we get connected, the second thing that we need to do is we need to learn to get right with God. And that's why in verse 14, it says, If my people who are called by my name, if my people who are called by my name, the first thing he says, will humble themselves. Verse 14, will humble themselves. If you are willing to, to come down to a point to say, I cannot do it unless you move. I cannot do this, uh, Lord, apart from you. I need you. I need you in my life. Because it doesn't matter. We may have all the wealth in this world. We may have all the position of, uh, of authorities. But none of this is going to save us. We have to come to a point to say, Lord, I want to humble myself. It is then when we begin to see great things happening. There was many people in the time of Jesus. Many people that came to Jesus for, for many things. And there was people also of authority that came to him. One person was a man of authority known as the centurion who humbled himself before God, before Jesus said, my servant is lying uh, sick and a point of death. You, Lord, you need to come and save him, help him and deliver him. Jesus says, I will come. But he says, no, you don't have to come because I am a man of authority and I know how important and how powerful is one word because I am an authority and I say, go and my soldier will go. Come and my uh, soldier will come. You are the God of all this creation, the God of the heavens and the earth. You just have to say the word of healing and my servant will be healed. He recognized that authority by humbling himself. There was another man a ruler of the synagogue who came and said, my daughter is at a point of death. Come and save her. Come and heal her. Jesus says he was on his way. And eventually, eventually the, the, the people came and said, your daughter is dead. Don't disturb the teacher. And he was there standing with that bad news that he heard. But Jesus says, you just have to believe. And he believed. But he was a ruler of the synagogue. He was a ruler he could have asked uh, people who are working under him to say, go and call Jesus to my house. But he made it a point to come and bow down before Jesus and say, Lord, come and save my daughter. Authority you may have, all the position you may hold, but coming before God, you need to learn to humble yourself. Hallelujah! If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. And he continues to say, and the next thing is to pray. And to seek his face. To pray and to seek his face. Many a times, people will look at the things around and their face is focused on the things of the world. Their eyes are focused on things in the world. And because their eyes are focused on these things, many a times, people have put their faith, their trust on these things. And God comes to a point where he says, I will shake up. I will do a shake up. And when I do this shake-up, people will come to a point to realize 
that these things cannot last. One of the most important things when we need to build a house is the foundation. And the foundation must be a very strong foundation. And we know that when the foundation is strong, whatever buildings that is built upon that foundation will always be strong. But we have also heard of, of how weak foundations and some no foundations and the building was put up. And when the earthquake struck, the whole building just collapsed. If you talk about a foundation that we need to have in this life, it is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ must be our foundation. Upon His Word, upon the things that He has spoken, it is what we need to build our life upon. We have to build our life around His Word. We have to build our life around the words of Jesus, upon Jesus. Because no matter what happens to the things of the world, no matter how the shake-up may take place, depreciate or appreciate, whatever may happen to all the currency, whatever, but Jesus will remain the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you have invested your life in the kingdom of God, if you have invested your life into Jesus, you are rest assured, you will always remain the same. You will always remain the same. No appreciation, no depreciation. Hallelujah! 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 Jesus remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. But He is shaking. When this shake-up takes place, people are beginning to run to churches. When this type of uh, tragedies or uh, uh, natural disasters take place sometimes, God allows it to take place. But God allows another important thing to take place, a revival to also take place at the same time. When natural disasters take place, there's always, the church is always crowded. And these are statistics that have been found in the U.S. itself. People don't like to go to church. People don't like to believe in God. But every time there's a natural disaster, earthquake or flood or typhoon or something, hurricane or something takes place, the membership of the church will always shoot up. There's always a lot of members, a lot of people who want to attend. God will shake up. When God does the shake up, people will begin to see that they are not in control. They cannot control life. They may put up their plans and say, this is how we are going to control this, control that. But when God begins to shake, they come to a point to realize they cannot control. And that is why God says, if my people who are called by myself will humble themselves, will pray and seek my face, come to a point to say, Lord, I cannot do this by myself, and I need you to help me. God says that he will move. And he continues to say, will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lands. Let us just do another reference to chapter, uh, in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, reading from verse 24 to verse 27. Some of the issues that can take place and God says how you need to put yourself right. 2 Chronicles chapter 6, 24 to 27. If your people Israel are defeated by their enemies because they have sinned against you, and if they turn back and acknowledge your name and pray to you here in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people, Israel, and return them to this land you gave to them and to their ancestors. If the skies are shut and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and if they pray toward this temple and acknowledge your name and turn from their sins because you have punished them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sins of your servants, your people of Israel. Teach them to follow the right path and send rain on your land 
that you have given to your people as their special possession. As you read the verses before this and the verses after that, it's everything. If your people, if your people have sinned, this is the prayer that Solomon was doing. This was the thing that we, if they have gone wrong, if they have gone astray, if they have done something which is not right, if they have done things which is not supposed to be done, they have gone against your word, they have done things according to their ways and not your ways. But if they come to a point, Lord, they turn and they seek your face, then, Lord, we pray that you will answer their prayers. And that's what it says here. So there's many things that being mentioned here. But the most important thing is, you need to get right with God. If you want to see a change, and you want God to move, and God to heal, God to deliver, God to, to bless, all these things, the important thing, the second thing that I'm talking about, you need to get right with God. First thing was get connected to Him. The King Ezekiah did. Second thing, Solomon prayed and said, Lord, when we get right with you, Lord, do a work in our life. But in order for us to get right, God has to do things around us to show that the things of this world will not last. The things of this world will, is not forever. It is not eternal. It is mortal. And these things will be destroyed one day. You cannot put your trust in all these things because it will not last. And God says you need to seek. And when you come and get yourself right with God, He will surely deliver you. The third thing that we need to realize as we go through this, uh, all this threatening situation is we need to get our assurance that God is the one that will deliver. 1 Kings chapter 20. 1 Kings chapter 20, reading from verse 23 up to verse 30. 1 Kings chapter 20, reading from verse 23 up to verse 30. Meanwhile, the officials of the king of Aram advised him, their gods are gods of the hills. That is why they were too strong for us. But if we fight them on the plains, surely we will be stronger than they. Do this. Remove all the kings from their commands and replace them with other officers. You will also rise an army like the one you lost, horses for horses and chariot for chariot. So we can fight Israel on the plains. Then surely we will be stronger than they. He agreed with them and acted accordingly. The next spring, Ben Hadad mustered an Aramans and went up to Hapet to fight against Israel. When the Israelites were also mustered and given provisions, they marched out to meet them. The Israelites camped opposite them like two small flocks of goats while Haramians covered the countryside. The man of God come up, came up and told the king of Israel, this is what the Lord says. Because Haramians think the Lord is God of the hills and not God of the valley, I will deliver this vast army into your hands and you will know that I am the Lord. Up to verse 30. For seven days, they came opposite each other and on the seventh day of the battle was joined, the Israelites inflicted a hundred thousand casualties on the Arameans, foot soldiers in one day. 
the rest of them escaped to the city of Epet, where all wall collapsed on 27,000 of them, and Ben Hadad fled to the city and hid in the inner room. See, during those years, there's all there's the understanding was in every place, every situation, there is a God there. So during harvest time, they will say, we need the sun God, we need the rain God. Then we need the earth God, the soil God, to, to allow the plants to grow. Then they have the locust God, they have the fly God, they have all these things to please them, that they will not come and eat up the crops. They will not come and destroy the crops. And the same way, everything that is seen in their life, Every animals, every insect, everything seems to become like a god and says we need to appease this god, we need to appease that god. And the same way when they went for battle, they came to a point to say uh, the Israelites have the hill gods. Our god is the valley gods. So when they fight on the hills, we will lose because their god is very powerful on the hills. Let's bring them down to the valley because our god is a valley god. That means plain grounds, we are, the, uh, we are victors. So we need to bring them down. So they separate and they say, this is what will happen. We have this God, that God, every other God. But God says, these are all man-made. This is all things that people have uh, conceived in their own uh, mortal mind, in their uh, uh, finite mind, and they have come to a point to say, this is their God, this is God. God says, I am above all these things. And therefore God says to the man of God, and says, you don't fight on the hills today. You go down to the valley. You are a very small group. It doesn't matter. They have filled the whole countryside. They are going to come with such a large army. But you do not worry. You go. Because God says, I want to prove and tell them there is only one God above the heavens and the earth, and I am the one. Hallelujah. And praise be to God. The God that we serve is the God of the universe. Amen. Praise be to God. The God that we serve is not just a God of the flies, of the insects, of the animal kingdom. He's the God of the whole world. And this is a God that we serve. Today, we may have a lot of uh, people who say this, we have to please this, we have to please that. You don't have to please any of these things. Just please God. And He will move in a mighty way. Hallelujah! People will speak about their limitations because they are themselves limited. You are not able to achieve this, so, so this is our limitation, so this is what we need to have. We need to do this, we need to do that. We have to, to, to burn this, we have to to light up this, we have to do this, do that, all these things because of their limitation. But God is not looking through our limitations. God is a God of Almighty. He looks and his ability and says, you are able to do. In Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because you are not strengthening, you are not strengthened with your own strength. If you are strengthened by the Almighty God, the Almighty God who is able to do great things for us. Hallelujah! And so this group of people who thought to themselves, says because it's a, the hill God, we have to bring them down, eventually you see that they were also defeated. Because God wants you to come to a point to realize, why are all these events that I just read to you, that was being read to you, why is it recorded in the Bible? So that we come to a point to realize there is no other God, but there's one God that is above all. Hallelujah! People will say all the things that you want to say. People will say that this God, that God, this will happen, that will happen. All the threats may come. All type of uh, news, or false news, or true news, or whatever it may be. But God wants us to come to a point to recognize and know there is one God who is above all. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He wants us to come to a point, not just to just confess with our mouth, just our mouth alone, but to believe in our hearts and to believe deeply, passionately, convincingly to believe that He is the only God and there is no other God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is above all. So whatever threats may come, what do we do with it? We do what Hezekiah did. Just bring it before the Lord and say, Lord, this is a threat. This is a, some problems, some issues that's going to come up. But Lord, we want to just lay it at your feet. God, you deal with it. You deal with it. The second thing we need to do, Lord, these things are happening because you need to get connected. The first thing, you need to get connected with God. The second thing we need to do, Lord, these things are happening because we have sinned. These things are happening because what we need to do, we have not done. We got so so taken aback or we have been so involved with the things of the world that we forgot that the most important thing is this, to go into the world and make disciples. Lord, we have forgotten that important commission. Lord, we want to come right before you. The things that we have done, the way we have done it, sometimes, Lord, we have followed the ways of the world because the world says this is the only way to do it. Lord, I have not followed your ways. It is time for us to get right with God. And this is what's happening in many churches as people, pastors and leaders and uh, intercessors, are, people are getting right with, before God and say, Lord, we have done wrong. We have done things that we are not supposed to do. We are, getting, we are coming into repentance. If you humble yourself, pray and seek His face and turn from your wicked ways, God says, I will hear from heaven and I will heal this land. And that is what we need. And finally, the assurance that we need to have. A conviction, an assurance, a form, a, a firm foundation that we need to have. And that is that God is God above all. And there is no other God except Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we need to get that assurance that God is above all. So people will say what they want to say. People will do whatever they want to do. But always do this important thing. Come in prayer. Does prayer win battles? Yes, it does. Shall we all stand? And we're going to take this time to just pray. Take a moment to just come before the Lord and just pray. Because we know that the things that's being mentioned, we do not know what is really going to happen. But we know one thing. We want God to move. God to take control. Because it is, it is going to affect us in many ways. But one thing we want to come before the Lord, and that is we want to get connected with God. We want to get ourselves right with God, and we want to come to an assurance that God will move. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Let us just take a moment to just pray for the situation that's going to happen with all the threats, even this coming up this September 16, with all the things that have been spoken. Some of us will feel very threatened, and we feel very bad about it. But there are some also will say, nothing is going to happen. But whatever it is, we want God to move. Whatever it is, it is not just about September 16. It is day after day after day. Every month, every week, every month, everything, is something is coming up. All type of issues are coming up. All type of problems are being cropped up. People who are, who are bringing about discrimination, people are trying to, to cause a lot of problems. These are the type of people that is now moving around. Even the groups that we have, the WhatsApp uh, messages coming, rumors this, rumors that bring fear, bring anger, bring or division. But we need to come before the Lord 
And now you're going to take your time to just pray, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Father, Lord, we want to just come into your presence, God. And Lord, as we have heard of your word, Lord, Lord, we know that, Lord, we need to seek your face, Lord. We need to pray and seek your face. Lord, it is beyond our control, but Lord, you are still in control, oh God. Lord, we are not able to do it our ways, Lord, because our thoughts and our ways are much lower, but your ways and your thoughts are much higher, Lord. And today we want to just commit, Lord. We want, Lord, as a church, come together, Lord. Lord, there's many other churches that are also coming together in prayer. Many intercessors are coming together and fasting and praying, oh God, for this day, this coming day, oh Lord. Father, we know that it will be a day of great deliverance, oh God. Father, we also know, Lord Jesus, that in the Old Testament, Lord, when the people came together, Lord, to build up, Lord, the Tower of Babel, Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord, they wanted to do something together, Lord, but you brought about a confusion through the, Lord, yes, Lord, in their tongues, Lord. They began to speak, Lord, different languages of God, and there was a confusion there, Lord God. Lord, in the time of Gideon, Lord Jesus, Lord, when they, he went against, Lord, with 300 men, Lord, went against a vast army, Lord, Lord, you also brought a confusion, oh God, into the midst of God. Lord, in the same way with King Jehoshaphat, Lord, Lord, with the Lord, the singers, Lord, a musician going in front of God, and Lord, begin to sing and praise you, God. You also brought a confusion, Lord, into the Lord, the enemies of God. And today, Lord, we want to pray that whatever plans they may have, Lord, whatever, Lord, whatever they may come up with, Lord, but we want to just pray, O oh God, that there will be a great confusion, that they do not know what is happening, and they themselves, Lord, will not be able to get involved in anything, O oh God. We want to pray that you move in a mighty way, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, rashatarabasa. Oh, move, oh God. Move in a way, O oh God, in a greater way, O oh God. Oh, sekira bakurabakarabashanda. Oh, yes, Lord, all those who have, Lord, bringing threats to God. Oh, trying to bring intimidate and bring fear, God. Lord, we pray, God. Yes, God, the day will not be able to speak anymore, God. Oh, yes, Lord, whatever, Lord, may happen to God. Oh, but Lord, you are the almighty God, creator, Lord. You are the king of this nation, of God. You are the only God of all the earth, of God, of every nation, of every tribe, of God. And today, we country, Lord, this country of Malaysia, we pray for. Yes, Lord, whatever, Lord, a small group of people are trying to make a lot. But, Lord, we pray that, Lord, your name will be glorified, of God. Oh, yes, Lord, you are the God of this nation. You are the God of this city. You are the God of the villages and the towns that we are, we are living in, God. You are the God of this nation. Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, you are above. Oh, yes, the God. Lord, we will not be afraid. Lord, yes, the God, as we get connected with you, O God, as we put ourselves right before you, O God, Lord, the assurance, Lord, that you are not just a God of one place or two places, O God, but, Lord, you are the God of this universe, O God. And, Lord, it doesn't matter what authorities or what people may do or say, O God, but they will not be able to continue when, Lord, you begin to move, O God. Oh, move, O God. Move, O God. Move, O Lord, in this nation right now, O God. Oh, Oh, Rabakala Karamashanda Karabase. 
yes, Lord, let faith arise within us, Lord. Let there hope, Lord, in the midst of this threatening situation, O Lord. Let that hope arise, O God. Lord, you are the anchor of our hope, O God. Oh, yes, Lord, assurance, O Lord, and hope, O God. Yes, Lord, in Christ Jesus, Lord, that you rule and you will reign and you are the King of kings, O God. Oh, yes, Lord God. We thank you, God Jesus. Lord, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will move in a mighty way right now, O Lord Jesus. I'd like that you just invite the musicians to come forward. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We want to just exalt you and this one will worship you. You want to take it, take this time to just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you, Lord. Let's just take time to just worship the Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, you are exalted, God. You are the King of kings. You are exalted, God, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, you are the God of this universe, God. Lord, you reign, you reign, you reign. Your kingdom, Lord, there is no end to your kingdom, God. Yes, Lord, from eternity to eternity, you reign, God. Lord, you are the ruler. Lord, you are the God, Lord of this nation, God. Oh, Oh, we praise you, we praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let us just worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, even as the musicians are getting ready, just worship the Lord and just come into his presence. Hallelujah. Oh, Rasiki Oh, we praise you, we praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, hallelujah. He is exalted. The king is exalted. Hallelujah.
He's the exalted God. He's the God above the heavens and the earth. He reigns from eternity to eternity. Oh, hallelujah. Even as we exalt him, even as we exalt him, even in the time of King Jehoshaphat, when he sent out this, all the people, the, the singers and the musicians before the army, there was a great confusion that came upon the people that was coming against them. We are here as musicians, we are here as singers, as worshippers. We worship in spirit and truth. We worship the living God. We worship the God, the creator God. And even as we lift our voices to thank Him, praise Him, worship Him, the word of the Lord says to pray for this nation, pray for the kings, the leaders. We pray that we will have a peaceful and a godly life in this nation, that He wants all men to be saved, and that is the will of God. Oh, as we pray, you know, as we come before the Lord, that we will not have an anxiety or worries over any issues, not to be in fear, but in everything we will bring in supplication and prayer with thanksgiving. We'll lift our voice and pray. Oh, this is what the Lord says, to pray, to get connected to Him, to be connected to Him in prayer. Oh, the things of His world may be shaken, but when we get connected, we will always stand on a firm foundation, on a firm ground, because Jesus Christ is the firm foundation. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we praise you. At this time, we're going to just celebrate the Lord's Supper. Even as the ashes are coming forward to, to distribute the bread and the, the cup. All those who have been baptized in water, even though you may be from another church, you can participate together. Because there is one God, one Lord. One Savior, Jesus Christ, who shed his blood. And as we come together as one body in Christ, God is going to move in a mighty way. Praise the Lord. He is the Lord. Forever his church shall reign. Oh, yeah. 
Jesus Christ because of his great love for us. He came down from heaven knowing that we ourselves we are so inclined to sin that we cannot save ourselves. But he came to fulfill the laws and the prophets, the word of God. And he before he died on the cross he said a very important thing to be done every time that we come together and that is to partake of the Holy Communion. It is His body, it is His blood that was shed for us. And that's why as we do it often, we are declaring that Jesus Christ died for us, and at the same time we are also declaring that He is coming back. And therefore, as we remember His words, on the night that He was betrayed, He gave, He took the bread, He gave thanks, broke it, he gave it to his disciples and say, take, eat, this is my body. And today even as we are holding this piece of bread, let us not just look at it as a bread, but let us remember the words of Jesus, that as we partake of his body, we become the body of Christ, we become a part of him, and when we stand before God, he sees Christ in us. And that is what God wants to get connected with us that the image of Christ will be formed more and more in us. That today, in faith, let us all partake of this bread. In the same way, he took the cup, he gave thanks, he gave it to his disciples and says, this is my blood that will be shed for the forgiveness of sin. And when the blood of Jesus is shed, there is power in his blood. And when the blood of Jesus is applied on our life, when the blood of Jesus starts running in our, our system, our body, the devil cannot come near us. It is a blood of healing. It is a blood of deliverance. It is a blood of salvation that has was shed for us. Every drop that came out from his blood, from his body, the blood that came out, is now healing and deliverance for us. That even as we partake, we are becoming more and more like Christ. The image of Christ will be formed more and more in us. And therefore, let us all in faith partake of this cup. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you came down. And we thank you for the assurance that we have, Lord, that you gave us through Christ, the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. The assurance, Lord, that we are not alone, a God, 
that we don't have to go through the battles that we are going through every day in life alone, O God. You have said the battle is the Lord's and the victory is ours. Lord, you have said, O God, yes, O God, that no matter, O Lord, trials and tribulations may come, O Lord, but Lord, in you we will have peace, O God, because you have overcome the world, O God. And today, Lord, in faith, we believe and we stand and continue, Lord, to say that you are here and you are God that's alive and you are, Lord, moving in a way, O Lord. Though you may not, Lord, we may not understand the way you're moving, but Lord, you are doing something greater, God. And today, Lord, as we have heard your word, we pray that every single word that we have heard, that the Lord will be inscribed upon our hearts and our minds. And Lord, that even as we go from this place, Lord, we'll go in that faith assurance, Lord, that even as we get connected with you and get right with you, Lord, that we'll have that assurance, Lord, that you are there always, Lord, to take control. It doesn't matter, Lord, whatever news or whatever we may hear, Lord, but Lord, help us to always come before you and lay it at your feet, Lord, and come into your presence and get connected to God because we are rest assured of God that you will move in this nation, you will move, Lord, this coming week, Lord, and Lord, we, our Lord, will meet again, God, next Sunday, Lord, to worship you, God. And Father, Lord, we just want to praise you and thank you, the Lord, that you will continue to lead us and guide us. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we ask and we pray. Amen. May be seated.